Hey everybody, you know me, it's Ethan, unless this is your first time listening, in which case, welcome to the show. Normally there'd be some joke, sketch, goofballs here in the opening, or some sort of weird song where I'm singing like this. Skateboard night, everyone is grinding cause it's skateboard night, my friends, Tony Hawk 900. But I'm not doing any of that this week because I really just wanted to say from the heart, congratulations to all of you listening who care about science and voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We won. It's over. The next four years will be a large improvement. Science is back. And bad science is back too. We didn't take any sort of hiatus, but it's good to be back. Thank you so much for listening to this show, and I look forward to recording episodes of this show with Joe Biden as the president and Kamala Harris as vice president. Okay, enjoy the program. Bye-bye. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I'm Ethan Edinburgh, your host. This is the show where we discuss the science of a film with a comedian and a scientist. And today we're talking about a dystopian masterpiece, Children of Men. It's got everything. It's got romance, fart jokes, weed. It's just a barrel of laughs. It was adapted from the 1992 novel by P.D. James, which director Alfonso Cuaron did not read. No judgment there, I just thought that was funny and wanted to mention it. And although the film was a commercial flop when it was released in 2006, the critics love it. In 2016, it got ranked 13th in the BBC's 100 Greatest Films of the 21st Century. But what do our guests think about it? That's what actually matters. My first guest, she's back. She's a Canadian comedian whose comedy album, I'm Not Well, was Juno nominated for Best Comedy Album of the Year, and you can order it right now on a big, beautiful pink vinyl. It's Steph Taleb. Thank you. Yes. What a great intro. How's it going, Steph? I'm, I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, just okay. Last time you were on the show, we spoke about The Shape of Water, where we discussed with two scientists fish genitalia in grave detail. Grave. Is it grave or great? I guess I've always thought it was great. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Happens I'm a lot. stupid. We have to remember that I'm dumb. Have that in yeah, common. That was a lot. I had a lot of questions about that. I was yeah. very interested in a fish's penis and the size. Yep, there was a lot of, yeah, fish dick commentary on that episode. <laughs> More than any other, for some reason. <laughs> Probably. But they were so into everything. They were so well... Uh, Oh, yeah. That's passionate about it. Very passionate. I've never yes, met some people yes. who like bread fish before. I know. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah, go back and listen to that. But first, I must introduce our second guest, who I am through the roof excited to introduce and speak to. He is an academic researcher, writer, and analyst of the human condition, and the author of a book that explains the science underlying reward manipulation and shows how such manipulation is leading us down an unexpected path toward extinction. This book is called Our Accidental Extinction, The Dangerous Gap Between What We Want and What We Need. It's Dr. A.C. Lamborn. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Ethan. It's great. Great to have you. And I have so many questions about the movie, of course, the science, your book, but more specifically about you, good sir, because from what I've gathered, I always do a little bit of research, and from what I've gathered here... You are not a real person. This is a pen name. You are living in secrecy. Is that correct? 
That that is correct. Um, I mean, this is a pen name I'm using just uh, for privacy's sake. You know, everything else is real about me. My voice is real, and all the academic attributes are real to me. But uh, yeah, I I did want to write this book in anonymity because it's on a potentially touchy topic, and I wanted to make sure that uh, I could do it in a honest way. Mm. On the in a broader sense, you know, there's a lot of negativity in this world currently that goes out towards all sorts of people, and I'm not looking to have any of that negativity come my way. You know, I don't want to be Dr. Fauci, who I love, but who gets death threats for you know right. providing science to individuals. So. I prefer to uh, maintain some secrecy in this book, at least. I love that. I think that's super smart. And I love a good mystery. So Uh, this is kind of checking off all my boxes here. Are there, because you're talking about pleasures that we chase or are like obsessed with, I guess, and how it could potentially lead to our demise or has led to our current demise? Uh, Could I say that? Yeah. So I, I mean, the basic premise is that there will be mass cultural extinctions that will occur on earth due to under reproduction mm. which is seems out of the you know unexpected and not of what is in the mainstream thought of since we believe that you know overpopulation is occurring but that's leveled off now and is is going to start changing and Ooh. that there's a lot of impact on certain cultures so many cultures have dramatically re- reduced reproduction and that over time in a few hundred years, that's going to lead for their cultures to disappear. Um, and it goes into the reasons why. So how we've adapted our modern societies to be very pleasure filled and to uh, extract all the pleasure that would lead us to have kids and to put a dampener on our desire to have kids. And that that instead of you know an infertility crisis, which happens in uh, children of men, that this is instead going to be a psychological mechanism. This is going to be a, a accidental extinction of by, by choosing people choosing not to have kids. Wow. I mean, that I can totally see that just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't even think it's like prevalent, maybe in American society, I feel like there are other cultures where it would be more prevalent, although I can relate. I mean, it definitely seems like where we are, economically and I mean just uh, socially with just chaos going on right now I can see I've, I've, I've heard many friends even tell me like it feels wrong to bring a child into this world right climate change and I don't know if that has to directly uh, correlate with us seeking other forms of pleasure I guess that's a little bit different but I could see how infertility could be like a, a reason that we go instead of the ones that I normally think about which would be climate change or Frigging nuclear war. Zombies. Yeah. Zombies. Zombies too, yeah, yeah. Sure. Pandemic. All good reasons. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's kind of a unique uh, cultural extinction. These cultural extinctions will be unique because they don't involve pain. So unlike Children of Men, which is like mm. this massively dystopian negative novel, the cultural extinctions that will occur across most developed nations will be painless. Wow. For the most part, you know, there won't be this big moment that's going to suddenly impact us. It's going to be a little bit s- slower, more like climate change is slowly occurring. So is this is this porn-centered, or are we talking about other things that are distracting us from doing it? Uh, so, I mean, there's nothing distracting. I mean, the distraction from doing it isn't... is doesn't exist that much because we are still having sex, but we've separated mm. sex from procreation completely now. There is, right. you know, unless somebody really wants to have a kid, sex doesn't lead to pregnancy. Um, and so all the ways that animals have evolved to connect sex and have children through sex are no longer there. We've separated pleasure from 
reproduction in terms of sexual pleasure. And so that no longer motivates us to have kids in, in any capacity. And so when that's combined with these other intellectual factors where individuals want to avoid kids for, you know, not bring them into a negative world or for so, so that they don't lose their other pleasures that they have, their travel, their time, their freedom, their ability to right. understand new interesting concepts. You know, this leads to a, a combinatory factor that leads to most people not having as many kids as are needed um, to maintain a population. Wow. And do you think it's such a bad thing if we go extinct? Or is that just, you know, kind of the means to an end over here, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I care about it. I, I think that there are that the many cultures of the world are important, and we should try and maintain them and maintain the diversity of the world. But I do understand that there are people who think that humans should go extinct, you know, that we hurt the planet. I don't take that standpoint, I think humans have value and our cultures have value. So, um, mm -hmm. but that's a, that's a subjective. Each individual needs to come to themselves. Steph, you think that um, humans are a frigging virus that needs to uh, get wiped out so that the, you know, animal and plant life can retake the world? I or mean, are you... some, maybe some, if there was a way to pick and choose. You know. Select. Yes, yes, yes. If there was some way of, you know, having some sort of hierarchy of that decision process in a nicer way, maybe we mm -hmm. ship them all to Australia. I don't know. I'm not the scientist here. I don't think that's very nice. <laughs> I don't think it's nice. It is very bad. I've actually never really thought, like, this is really making me think right now. I've never really thought about that. Like I, anytime I've had sex, I've never once in my life thought about a baby. Like I've never one time, I always well, thought fucking, and I don't know if this has anything to do with anything with this team in my head. I recently had sex with a guy who's been practicing tantric yoga and he was so obsessed with explaining to me and proving that he could have an orgasm without coming. Like it was all he talked about the whole time. <laughs> I and mean, that's like a magic it. trick. He proved it three times or he's a really good actor. I can't tell. Either way, a lot wow. of moaning, a lot of eye contact, a lot of grunting. He's got to be on that Penn and Teller show. What's that, what's Fool that called? Fool us. Thank yeah. you. Is that, I didn't, oh God. Yeah. And I'm like, Oops, I want to see that episode. I, I never thought about that. That's actually really, um, I mean, and I, the amount of plan B I've taken, I'm, I'm probably uh, part of the problem here. I'm part of the problem. I've taken it. I don't need to say out loud how many times, but um, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's not a couple. Um, it's not a couple. It is a, more than a few. Um, this is a lot to think about. This well, also was the most depressing movie I've ever seen in my life. So I do want to. It's probably you. the worst time that you could possibly watch it right now. <laughs> so normally I would say that if you are listening to the show, you know, go watch the movie. This movie's great. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And the movie is great. However. I don't necessarily recommend watching it right now. It will definitely disturb you. Um, honestly, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I was pretty shocked at actually how like accurate a lot of it was. Right? I did not deal with it well at all. I was in and out of tears. It was too real for right now. And while it yeah. happened, something happened over my house and there was a helicopter outside for about three and a half hours. So I had to get up in the middle of the movie, lock all my windows. I like put a bolt on my door. I put a chair in front of I like, it was just such a bad time Whoa. that it happened. Cause it's like, right when this whole thing hit to begin with and when the tanks were coming into LA, I freaked the fuck out and I fled back to Canada. Cause I was like, I'm not dealing with this. Like I had never even seen a gun yeah. before. And now all of a sudden there's tanks roaming around the fucking city. So it was a bit too real for me right now where we are. I was quite scared. So 
Clive Owen's charm and good looks didn't I mean, get you There was one it. part where he showed his feet putting on flip-flops, and I was like, ooh, he's got big feet, and then I pictured him having a big penis for a little bit, but then I was like, and then I went immediately back to being like, to being scared. It literally, I literally Googled Clive Owen's penis. I'm not even joking. I'm this psychotic. I Googled his penis in the middle of it for a second to just have some kind of like, oh, okay, I've, I've calmed down. And then I went right back to being completely depressed. And then wondering, I'm like, should I have a baby? Maybe this is going to happen in real life. My clock is ticking. Oh my, and then all of this happened at once. <laughs> and I assume, AC, you had the exact same experience. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was trying to picture Clive Owen, you know, no, um, no, it was, I, I, I had seen the movie before, so I kind of knew what to expect. I rewatched it uh, this weekend, but yeah, it was intense. It's, it's nonstop to intensity, which is, is hard. You know, there isn't as many breaks once you get into it. So. Yeah. Someone say none. It's, Someone say zero breaks. Yeah. It is, has a, like a uniquely strange, sustained suspense. Like obviously it gets turned up. There's these excellent one-shot sequences that are just beautiful. Like, the way that they're done is, like, honestly unbelievable. And those are super, super suspenseful. But then in the other sections of the movie, it's still, like, people can bust in at any moment. You're just expecting people to get shot or oh, something. Yeah. Like, it grips you in an uncomfortable way for two hours. Yes. And I kept checking the time, like, oh, another 40 minutes of this. Ooh, like, I was, like, so tense. And I was, like... It's one of those movies where it's like, there's not a minute where it's like, you know, the next thing that happens is going to be bad. Like, you're not like, oh, they're right. not going to shoot him. Like, no, they're going to kill him. He's going to die. Everybody they're dies. Gonna... There's no, I was waiting at the end. I don't want to be a spoiler. Her. I was waiting for that ship to show up and then them to blast them both in the head and they both just fall over. And, like, <laughs> and then the baby's just sinking down the water. That's what I was That would be <laughs> hilarious. That's what's going to happen. That would be such a funny ending and it really would fit the pattern of the movie is that they come up and they go, finally, the ship, the tomorrow. Yeah, I thought that exactly <laughs> what was happening. I was like, I was preparing myself. I had like TikTok ready the second it was done to be like, okay, back to reality. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Back to reality. Yeah, back to reality. You're <laughs> looking at oh, a bunch of weird amputees on TikTok. Don't ask. My algorithm is very strange. I, I didn't choose this. I do want to ask, but unfortunately we don't have time. Um, because I wanted to ask a few things. First of all, do you guys know why all the animals in this movie loved Theo, Clive Owen's character? Is that just because it's cute or because he's a good guy? Where'd you I thought, yeah, I thought they, because the one woman who, what's her name, who really trusted him, I thought they were really amplifying that he is someone to be trusted because animals usually have a very good instinct. Okay. Uh, I, I, that's how I think. Any dog I've ever had, I've always like, if they hate somebody, it's usually like, yeah, bitch, I hate her too. That's how I took it. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. Right. Oh, that makes sense. I'm not a dog whisperer. Hey, but Doctor, what do you think? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I think it was cinematically done. It definitely to make people uh, like him more and feel comfortable around him and to make the characters feel comfortable around him so that they could attach to him quickly and feel comfortable with all the craziness that was going through and having to trust him running through like bullets everywhere. So Yeah, I mean, that part with the little cat where the cat's climbing him or like jumps up on him. I mean, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. How was your favorite part of the movie? <laughs> I think so. It was adorable. I, I think my favorite part was when the baby cried because at first I thought it was a stillborn mm. and I was like, they can't do this. They cannot oh, do this. Oh, I know. Baby. And then I was like, <gasps> and then I cried. I was like, oh, thank God the alien baby's alive. It did look like an alien baby. They used a very strange baby. CGI for the, baby, um, yeah, I believe. It was, yeah. It looks very alienish. Yeah, sorry about that. I'll get to the special effects people. <laughs> Can you call someone? <laughs> Make Clive's yeah, a little bigger and the baby a bit more realistic. That'd be nice. Okay, no problem. Um, I looked it up, by the way, and what you're all wondering is true. Strawberry cough is a real strain of weed. So 
for all you weed heads. Is that what they call them nowadays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all you potters out there, go get your strawberry cough. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good for COVID environment right now. <laughs> That's true. Anything with a cough, people run everywhere. That's true. I um, was high for it, and I don't think that helped. Oh, yeah, that is tough, I think. I think that's because I was like also more paranoid than normal. And I was like, this is not making me. It's just not a happy quarantine movie. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably was a problem for me and um, got me a little more paranoid. And then yeah, I really was thinking about like having a baby and being like, should I be having one now? And then am I too old? Is it going to look like an alien? I don't know. Too many questions. Yeah, no, I can't imagine certain parts of that film where you're just like so zoned in on it and you can't like escape your mind if you're high. Oh, yeah, not at all. It's a terrible, terrible decision. I'm so grateful that I watched it sober. Yes, (laughs) you should be. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Okay, so there's a part if you'll recall, where I think Julian is her character's name, Julianne Moore's character, where she's saying that Theo once spiked a police officer's coffee with ketamine. Do you remember this? I do, yes. Okay. Well, you know what that means? It's time to play Do You Know Your Ketamine? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'd like you to name, if you can, and we can go turns, you guys, you know, take turns, you guys can guess one at a time. Can you give me three street names for ketamine? We'll start with you, Steph Dillette. Uh Horse tranquilizer. Uh, no, I don't have that <laughs> down here. But I already lost. There's a very similar one. I'll wait to give it to you. No, AC. you go. AC, go. I, only, I only know one, I think. Special K, is that one? Ding, ding, ding. Special okay. K is one of them. Yes. So we've got one, Steph Dillette. Um Come on. You're a drug dealer. Get into I, the I head do of a drugs. Deer. I don't know. I've never done K. Just K? Isn't it called K? Yes, that is correct. One of them is just K, straight up. We've got two, AC. Uh, I have no clue now. Um, something with horse and tranquilizer. That's, I don't know. Anything, come on, I, listen. I, you're, you you got to peddle this new drug. You know, People don't want to hear ketamine. I need some cool name for it. What do you got? I got uh, Kmart special. <laughs> Kmart special. I don't know. <laughs> Wow. So one of them is Super K. So that's pretty close. Okay. But I love Kmart Special. <laughs> that's great. Um, fantastic name for a drug. Okay, Steph. Happy Pappy. No. <laughs> 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 happy <laughs> oh, no, that is a, a good guess. I, I will give you some of my favorites. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. Vitamin K, Lady K, Kit Kat, Ketajet. Mm. Super Acid, Purple, Special LA Coke, and here's the one you reminded me of, Steph, Cat Tranquilizer. I've never heard any of those. Yeah, and I have friends UK, so I don't know why I haven't. Well, they don't sound like very good friends. Yeah, I don't want to say friends. I, it's one person. I, I really made it sound like I hang out with a bunch of cat tranquilizer heads, and I definitely do not. <laughs> it's such a longer name than what's necessary. It really is. Um, okay, so this movie is obviously, as you mentioned, AC, all about infertility. So. Well, I wanted to talk about ways that we could improve fertility. Do you know about that? Yeah. Is this a quiz or am I just talking about this? I can fr- I can freaking make it a quiz. But Are we going no, back and uh... forth on this? Uh, you know, I mean, like many STDs, uh, chlamydia, gonorrhea can lead to infertility, uh, obesity. Oh. It, you know, there's dramatically actually reduced sperm counts throughout the world in uh, many developed societies. Men have about 50% of the sperm that they did about 50 years ago, which isn't wow. that great. Um, but they can, you know, there's still, there's so much sperm that people still have the ability to have kids at a 
pretty high rate still um, if they want them. So wait a second, you were you saying then that the like obesity and I guess poor diet is the main reason that we have now half the sperm count we used to? It's not fully known. Uh, you know, I think it's multifactorial. So pesticides are one um, Holy crap. potential cause of that. Um, obesity, uh, general health going down. Um, yeah, and men, yeah, it's not great. No. Can I ask a question about the STD thing? It's not yeah. like I have any. I don't. I shouldn't. Um, <clears throat> anyways, is it because uh, those are, they can lie undetected for so long and they go untreated that it affects something inside? Or... Is it just because of the nature of what they do to your when you get, when you have those two specific SCDs? Yeah, it's it's when it goes undetected. So if if you are aware of it early, you know you can if it's treated, there it doesn't develop. Uh, people don't develop pelvic inflammatory disease, but if it's left untreated for long periods of time, um, they can. So wow, um, wow. I'm getting tested tomorrow. I'm going <laughs> get tested. I'm not joking. <laughs> I will be going to the AHF tomorrow. I am dead serious. I will be there at nine a.m. <laughs> ready to have my throat swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds smart. I also was reading, speaking of catch tranquilizers, our favorite drug, Special K, uh, super, what would you call it? Super Walmart? No, uh, Kmart Special? <laughs> Kmart Special, yeah. Yeah, Kmart Special. Uh, I was uh, reading that we should avoid illegal drugs, marijuana included, and tobacco and alcohol because that could lead to infertility issues. Is that true? Uh, yes, though I think those are all temporary effects. Um, I don't think that there are mm. long-term effects of them once individuals stop. And I think, you know, similarly, if people are wearing too, um, too you know, the tight underwear, men can have reduced sperm counts as well, but um, that goes away. Are you away kidding me? People. That's a real thing? Yeah, yeah, because the heat, wow. heat changes. The heat? Yeah, well, we tend to, our... our Balls are away from our body on purpose, so that Excuse they're, me, sir. they're slightly, Excuse they're slightly me, sir. less, uh, less high in temperature than our typical you body are, temperature. You are a doctor. Do yes. not tell me balls. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, take off your speedo. We all know that's all you wear. Take it off. I have to now. Wear those balls out. Let them drop. Let them breathe. I like my genitals being really compressed and hot together. What's the issue? So also now we're on the fertility thing, birth control. And uh, okay, uh, obviously when I said I took a lot of plan B, I didn't mean I took like a hundred, but like I took them also years ago. So I think I'm fine, but that definitely like plan B and like does birth control effect as well. Like fertility. Uh, I think, I think you can reverse most of those effects. So that I, I think long, very long-term use of certain um, birth controls can affect it, but that's like 15, 20 years consistently. Okay. So mm -hmm. I don't think there's too much to worry about in terms of birth control. Obviously, it affects your fertility if you're trying to have kids right now. You have to go off birth yeah. control. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that could be tough. Months, but yeah. Okay. Um, and caffeine. I was also reading that um, if you're having too much caffeine, that it could affect fertility for, for men and women. Coffee seems to always do something to everything. Always. Okay, but I love yeah. coffee, though, and it tastes yeah. great, and it's really nice in the morning. So what do you say about that? I say drink it. <laughs> There's no reason not to. I mean, you're, in terms of your fertility levels, they're probably pretty high. And even if they go down a certain to some degree, it's not going to dramatically affect your ability to have kids. So if you enjoy coffee, have coffee. Why do you say that I specifically have no problems with fertility? <laughs> what oh, is that I supposed just, to mean? I, I just know. I just know. No. <laughs> the doctor, listen to him, damn it. I do. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how he knows so much about me. It seems like a very personal matter. Um, okay. So there's a joke, a pull my finger joke that happens a few times in this movie. Uh -huh. 
If you don't know about that joke, uh, it's pretty complex. But um, I mean, Steph, you're the comedian. So do you want to explain how that joke works? I'm the comedian. Yeah, you just pull someone's finger and they fart. That's pretty much it. It's uh, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I don't think, it can, I think anyone, I think the doctor could have explained that probably funnier. Um, that's it. It's a, it's a tale as old as time. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad does do it because uh, he says he always says one in the tank so he can do it at any time which is a fun quality that my dad has. You're, hold um, on a second. Hold on. Sorry to interrupt you here. Your dad claims that he always has a fart in the tank. Is that correct? My, yes. It's not, it's not so much a claim as it is an actual fact. I have seen him prove it on several occasions. Wow. Um, he does, yeah. It's, I don't know. I guarantee he shit himself half the time when he does it because it seems like a, a forced thing. Forced, like, yeah. It seems quite forced. I, I, that doesn't seem healthy also to be able to fart whenever the hell you want. Um, and does he partake in a um, healthy diet? I think so. I mean, a lot of nuts. A lot of nuts, a lot of peanut butter. I don't know if that's healthy. Like okay, well, I, I tried to look up the origin of the pull my finger joke, and it is it is unknown. This thing is a myth. Um, it's one of mankind's greatest myths. Uh, so I don't, uh, we, we just cannot know the origin of this. Uh, however, I do, I can read you the brief definition on Wikipedia, which is great, which is pull my finger is a joke or a prank regarding flatulence, in which a victim is asked to pull the finger of the joker, who simultaneously farts, so as to suggest a casual relationship between the two events. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to call it a casual relationship. <laughs> I know. I thought that was weird also. <laughs> it's quite weird. It seems like yeah. one of those jokes where it's like, anytime somebody farts, it's like, unless you're very close friends, it's funny. Like if, mm -hmm. if you, like, some stranger did that to me, I'd be like, like if I went to AC and I was like getting, getting him to sign his book or something, and then he's like, well, my finger, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is not the time or place for this. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, it seems like a very specific bit to do. And yeah, yeah it is. It. Yeah, with the, the the when the intruders come to his house, he consistently says, "Pull my finger to them. Pull my finger to them." In a in taking comedy and making it touching or sad in many ways. Yeah, yeah. and uh, unfortunate that those are his last words. That's yeah. what's going to be on his uh, tombstone. <laughs> if they even had tombstones, I feel like everyone there just gets thrown into a pile of burning ashes with a bunch of animals. <laughs> I hate that movie. I barely. <laughs> I honestly was up all night thinking oh. that our life and i need to go find a man to impregnate me immediately like i went through <laughs> yeah crisis last i'm night. so <laughs> sorry to both of you i promise next time you know we'll do toy story or something please yeah, we're not doing contagion a, next no we're not we've done contagion <laughs> oh, and, you did. Uh, sorry, i didn't hear that one yeah that was also tough but yeah no from now on it's all early pixar films i promise i had to watch an episode of seinfeld afterwards just to feel human again i was like what's going on yeah that's a that's a great idea that's the great equalizer um, okay, so after this discussion, maybe Steph, do you think that infertility will be like, is that the most common or like the most likely way that we're going to become extinct? Or would you still put your money on climate change or AI or war? Or I, Yeah, I think I'd put asteroid. it on war. I think I'd put it mm. on war right now. It's because it's seeming like that's where america especially is going with what's happening i mean but i've never thought about it being infertility before so now i'm like i don't know it, okay. it seems like it's gonna be one big collide all of it at once is gonna happen we're all gonna die i picked a bad month not to drink i'm going to the, <laughs> the <laughs> no, i i think it's gonna be a combo because everything seems to be collapsing at once and um i feel yeah. like 
all this other stuff is going to lead to infertility. I think war is a very, it's a good kind of, um, like if this was the stock market, like that's a pretty, you know, sustained, like constant bet right there. Like you're getting like 10 to 1 odds kind of in any decade if you're putting a fat hundo on war. Yeah. I would still probably go climate change maybe, but that could lead to war also. So maybe that's a little mix. But AC, are you are you going strong? Infertility? Uh, well, I mean, I don't think infertility like in, uh, in the movie would ever cause uh, the extinction of humanity. I think that's unlikely. The disease itself would have to be man-made because the disease or however it would affect us would have to transmit uh, very widely and not affect us that much, and except for infertility, for us to not understand it, and we probably, over time, would understand it. Unlike in in the movie, um, I think I think uh, in terms of total extinction, so not just mass cultural extinctions, but in terms of total extinction, I think wars a good bet just because even though it might we're in a much more peaceful time than we were in the past you know the consequences of war are much higher and even if it's an unlikely event even if we're only to happen once every 200 years we're getting so powerful now that you know who knows who knows what a madman with lots of nukes would do so Jeez, scary Christ. yeah I, this is terrible. awesome <laughs> i'm gonna go to trader joe's after this and make everyone pull my finger it's <laughs> <laughs> the only way oh to... i just i just sanitize my hand pull my fucking finger please <laughs> it's the only way to combat this feeling god damn it okay well normally i would ask you know what's your social media where can people find you but since you're a mysterious <laughs> ghost scientist uh i guess people should just order the book our accidental extinction is that correct sure yeah Feel free to go online and, and order the book. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Feel free to order. go online, order the book, and don't look into who you are. <laughs> I'm so curious now. This is going to blow my mind. I'm going to be just picturing what you look like and make up some crazy thing in my head. You don't want to But it's better. I, I assume it's better that you don't know. You know what I mean? Like if we were to find out now, then it would, all the mystery, all the, you know. I don't need any more mystery in my life. The pizzazz <laughs> of it is gone. It's like, oh, that's how you do the trick. Oh, it's a mirror. Okay, that's not anything anymore. Uh, Steph, what about you? What's going on? Where can people find you? Yeah, Are you, you doing any online shows? You can find my finger out in the corner of Hollywood and Vine. Um, <laughs> Frozen drive section by, of Trader Joe's. Uh, God damn it, I'm depressed now. Um, I am doing <laughs> online shows. Nobody cares about online. I'm doing. I started a show called Total <laughs> Treats. I don't. Nothing matters anymore. Buy my goddamn album. Let me ship you my vinyl because I have nothing else going on in my life. Um, <laughs> I don't know what. Oh no! Actually, actually, no, no. I actually do. I actually have a half hour special coming out. I probably should mention this. Oh, there we uh, go. Yes, October thirtieth. Uh, Whoa. At yes, I, I I did film a half hour special in uh, in in COVID in in. Uh, all wow. of this hell. Yeah. Where? Here. It was very uh, insane. It was all socially distanced. Everyone was wearing a mask in the audience. I felt like I bombed for 30 minutes. So I don't know how it's going to be. Um, but it is on Epix on October 30th at 9 p.m. If you have cool. Epix. Um, What's it called? Uh, it's a part of a thing called Unprotected Sets. So right. I'm on season one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretending sets, not sex. I'm pretending sets. Am I saying it properly? Yeah. So yeah. that's that. I uh, you can catch me if you have Epics the channel. If not, I don't. I'll probably be crying uh, in my dog's arms for the foreseeable future. Yeah, getting fleas. <laughs> getting fleas, having a leak in my house. Everything's great. We're all doing great. Well, I'm glad that you're just on top of the world, Steph, and uh, that you joined us for this dystopian shithouse uh feeling of a film 
And uh, yeah, just honestly, thank you for making the sacrifice. Same thing to you, uh, Dr. Lamborn. Appreciate you coming on and still not disclosing your identity. And I <laughs> hope to speak to you guys uh, next time about, um, I don't know, like uh, Wally. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Thanks so much for having us. Have a good one. Bye. Bye bye. Bad Science is a Seeker podcast produced by Emily Feld and me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our editor is Lucas Bollinger, and our social media is managed by Blue Whale Media. Shout out to EJ and Kate. And the executive pro-demic deucer is Brett Kushner. Oh, follow us on Instagram at BadSciencePod. If there's a movie you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email at BadScienceAtSeeker.com. That's BadScienceAtSeeker.com. And please leave us an iTunes review. Give us five stars. I sound like an Uber driver. But it does help. It makes sure people know about the podcast, which we really appreciate. Thanks for listening. Bye.